All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us here for another episode of the Essential Podcast. This is Tommy Barco with Barco Financial, and today we're going to talk about eight timeless principles of financial planning. And this is actually taken from an ebook of ours. Uh, it's available for free. It's very concise and to the point, which I like. Uh, but if you want more information or don't feel like reading, hey, you're in the right place. You can tune into this podcast as often as you want to hear us talk about these eight really important details around financial planning. And so the premise here is financial planning obviously is very complex. It includes a lot of abstract, long-term details that can seem overwhelming, but it's really not the case. It can be really boiled down to these bite-sized ideas to really provide a framework that you can use to stay on track and feel confident in your plans and the direction that you're heading with your finances. So Matt's here with us as always to kind of help discuss and unpack these details. Matt, what's going on? Nothing much, Tommy. I'm excited to go through this as uh, somebody who doesn't read and listens more. <laughs> that would be the option that I would choose. Yeah. Same here, man. Uh, I guess maybe second only to video, right? But I do like this ebook. It is very to the point. It's a total of five pages. Again, it doesn't benefit us for you to download it. It's there for your benefit. But of the five pages, you've got a cover page and a couple of disclosure pages. So you're really boiling all this down to two. So if you want a quick reference to this episode, it's a great place to go and grab this. So what we're talking about again are these eight timeless, time-tested, long-standing truths or principles, if you will, of financial planning and investing. And the first one is probably my favorite one, Matt. It's focus on what you can control. Sound familiar? Sounds very familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in order to achieve financial independence, and man, we've built our whole process, the essential formula on these two things, but it's remaining focused on what you can control and what matters. And this is obviously what you can control. And we've talked about this on podcasts and in probably every meeting we've had in the last four years. So if you've heard this before, apologies. The reality is there are so many things outside of our control. And frankly, there's not a lot of benefit to focusing on those things, if any at all. And so what we do with our process is focus on what you can control it's essential for you for financial planning. So don't worry about events, market performance, all these things out of your hands, and rather focus on what you can control. And some examples of that are focusing on an investment strategy and building one that's unique and specific for you and your goals, taking control of how the money is invested or what kind of aspirations that you pull in, what kind of dreams and details you pull into a financial plan managing the current tax situation. Don't speculate on what's, what is and what is to come, worried about what's only now. And so lots to take from here, but super important. Yeah, Tommy, this really comes down to, it's, it's almost like an investing philosophy, if you will. Yeah. You only focus on what matters and, and what you can control, and then you let the planning strategy and the process do the rest. No doubt. I heard a great statement the other day, Matt. It said, the speed doesn't matter if the directions are wrong. And it wasn't even in relationship to investing or financial planning. But I thought, man, that's a great description of what we're dealing with here. Like, it doesn't matter how fast you're going, uh, what the performance is, you know, all these things that people can get caught up into or 
things that people can be afraid of. It's really more important on the direction that we're headed because if you're going super fast, but you're going the wrong way, it's just going to lead you to (laughs) the wrong place sooner than later. So number one, focus on what you can control. Number two, put time on your side. So we've long said that this is the crockpot method, right? This is the approach or the philosophy around investing in general. And it's true that markets have rewarded long-term investors. And you can look at all kinds of examples of this, even outside of your financial life where slow and steady wins the race. The sooner you start, the more intentional you are, the better the outcome. Yeah, Tommy, that's a huge factor for everybody. There's the most limited resource in the world. There's uh, potentially more money. There's potentially more stuff that you could get, but you can't get more time. Yeah, well said. I agree completely. So number three here is tune out the noise. And that's the whole mission of this podcast, or at least how it began, was to help you remain focused on what is essential. That's the whole core premise of essentialism that we talk about all the time. 98% of the stuff that we do and deal with on a daily basis and throughout our lives is just noise. It's non-essential. So focusing on the essentials, filtering out the noise is super important. So a key way to do this in your personal life with your finances in particular is to maintain the proper perspective. And what I mean is we constantly get asked questions about, did you hear what so-and-so said, or did you see such and such on TV? And we say this often, but you really have to figure out which table you want to eat at, because there are so many opinions, there's so much noise, and the news cycles are driven by clicks and fear and advertising and uncertainty and, you know, the anxiety that these headlines can cause can really lead you into chasing trends, making erratic or irrational decisions. And also if none of, if you don't take action on any of those, the worst case scenario is they cause you some uncertainty and some anxiety. So we're not saying bury your head in the sand and don't listen to anything, but tune out the noise, identify what it is, look at the motives, figure out where you want to eat from. And we do our best to provide that kind of rational, good perspective So this brings us to number four, don't try to time the market. Again, Matt, we've said this on other podcasts. It's not timing the market. It's time in the market. (laughs) We joke about this offline often. You know, if we had the ability to know what was going to happen, this podcast would be coming to you live from our private island or a private, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) Nobody has that crystal ball. No, that's, that's 100% correct. And a really good example of this, and I think we mentioned it on, maybe it was the Emotional Investing Podcast, where yeah. uh, we talked about, gosh, what was this, 2015 or 16, um, Brexit, with the mm-hmm. Britain leaving the European Union, and everyone thought things were going to crash, and they went the complete opposite way. Were there people that probably guessed right and were on the good side of it? Yes. Were there people that guessed wrong? Yes. So... You never know what's going to happen. So again, like you said, time in the market versus timing the market. Yeah, there are a lot of things going on. We won't even mention them right now in the markets. A lot of headline grabbing news around certain investments and sectors and companies. 
lots of interesting things have been happening and these things serve almost exclusively as a distraction to the majority of people will people get rich probably will people lose everything probably what you want to do is determine what you're trying to accomplish that's going to include your time horizon so once we know that these plans are to take us down the road a certain amount of time or to a certain milestone in life then you can stop worrying about these short-term impacts of some of these things be patient be intentional do not be reactive and we mentioned this a minute ago but starting early helps smooth out some of these desires or anxieties around missing out the FOMO right it's real and in other areas of life and it's certainly real here too so trying to time the market is kind of a self-inflicted risk that you take, if you will. It leads us perfectly to number five, which is that, hey, you've got to understand that there are all different types of risks and be aware of how they may impact you or when you may have to deal with them. The closer you get to achieving some of these goals, the less important sometimes market risk becomes. And there are other issues or risks to consider. So the secret here is don't get focused on only one risk and ultimately end up being blindsided by others that you didn't consider. So one of our very first podcasts, Matt, where we talked about critical financial events, that's where we're going with this. So Tommy, this all comes down to having a fluid and dynamic planning process because when it comes to risks, there's essentially three things that you could do. You can attempt to avoid it and not all risks are avoidable. I would say most probably aren't. You could... Mm -hmm reduce the impact that that risk would have. Um, for example, that everyone is probably aware of, unrelated to financial planning, but everyone has car insurance. If you're worried that you're gonna have to pay out of pocket for a broken windshield or whatever, that's why you, you get insurance, because you need it. And the final one is you can attempt to prevent that risk entirely. And this kind of goes back to, it could be having a large emergency fund so you don't have to draw from places. There's a lot of different ways. So bottom line here is having that process is going to help you when those critical financial events arise. Yeah, and you're exactly right. The process, and specifically our process, is really designed, our key portion of it is to look down the road as far as possible, shine the light down the road as far as possible, to see what kinds of critical financial events we will encounter and even in what order and what sequence because we know a lot of people will deal with the same types of critical financial events but maybe they will deal with them in a different order than someone else so we want to cushion you from the impact of those financial events enlighten you to the reality that they may or will occur and build that into a plan so that you can have confidence that you'll be ready for it and have done as much as possible to either avoid reduce or prevent the impact of that risk so that's a really good one and you know all these are interconnected in some way but a lot of these risks are things that are outside of our control you know they're they are unavoidable and we don't want to spend a ton of time focusing on them we just want to identify them plan to the best of our ability and then move on to the things that we can control you know, like not trying to time the market or number six here matt which is avoid the emotional roller coaster and this is really where that cycle of investor emotions comes into play that we've talked about before as well but it's a real thing matt and 
we see people deal with it and have seen people deal with it regularly. They get confident. This leads to this euphoria. Then that begins to turn over to a nervousness or an anxiety. And then they feel completely defeated, like they've lost and they can't recover. That leads them into desperation. And that's the bottom, right? They start seeing some signs of life and become hopeful again, which leads them right back to the beginning confidence and all the way up and back down. So it's this roller coaster that is avoidable. So you want to, you may deal with the emotions, you may walk through the emotions and we can help you with that, but you want to prevent these emotions from impacting your decision-making process because we find it more important to help manage a client's behavior than even managing the money because they can self-sabotage themselves and this is their study after study, year after year, that proves that investors do not uh, achieve the same results as other investment stats, other performance numbers, because they react to this cycle and make decisions when they're excited, make decisions when they're scared, instead of just staying on the roller coaster. Let it ride. Yeah, Tommy, not to get uh, too big on the sports analogies, but... There's a whole series of video clips around celebrating too early. There's track and field <laughs> athletes who start putting their hands up thinking they've won only to have somebody next to them blow by or, you know, race car drivers. You see it in a lot of sports sometimes, but the people who keep their poise, keep their, keep their cool, <laughs> they get to the finish line and then they celebrate. That's really good. I like that. And it's actually perfect for a segue into number seven, which is the cost of procrastination. So I often say we never have clients who reach their goals, work optional lifestyles and say, man, you know, I wish I would have started later and invested less. (laughs) Everybody wishes they had started earlier, wishes they had known sooner, wishes they had invested more. And the reality is it's just math. The sooner you start investing, the less you have to invest, the less time you need to be invested and we all know this, and it's kind of like the hindsight is twenty twenty thing, or just growing up and maturing, and you know, looking back and seeing mistakes. But this procrastination can really cost you, just like the emotional celebration, thinking you've achieved something when you haven't. So keep the priorities right. Be intentional with the money. Put it to work. Don't just put it under the mattress. That's where the emergency fund goes, right? But the investing, the pieces of this financial puzzle that are taking us down towards our goals or maintaining a work optional lifestyle, building a family investment legacy. You have to be intentional with the decisions that you make. And there's a good saying here, Matt, it's, you know, when was the best day to plant a tree? 20 years ago. When's the second best time to plant a tree? Today. Last but not least, Matt, number eight, and this is, I said number one was my favorite. I think number eight's my second favorite. And that's because this is truly the way that I live my life. I delegate the details of things that I'm not an expert in to the experts. I don't have time to figure it out if I'm even able to, and I cannot afford to make the mistakes. So this is true with my health, as well as with my finances, as well as with getting better with a hobby, with discipleship, mentoring. I mean, all these areas of our lives, identify the experts that are a good fit for us and delegate these details to them to give us peace of mind and help us achieve that success that we're so desperately looking for. Yeah, Tommy, I like how you said it depends on the size of the risk. 
so for example, you know, we'll talk about home ownership here. There's some things I will work on around the house, but I'm not doing chimney, (laughs) chimney or anything has to do with maybe my house potentially burning down. I'll leave that to the experts. Right. I'll do the super small car stuff. But otherwise, you know, I'm not changing my brakes. That sounds like a bad idea. I'll let somebody else do that <laughs> so I don't end up rolling down a hill with no, with no brakes. So, That's right. Uh, but def- definitely something you have to weigh. And, of course, as you get closer and closer to that uh, work-optional lifestyle, the riskier it gets because the mistakes hurt more because maybe you will be working, maybe you've fully retired. It just depends on, you know, the life that you want to live. Yeah, very good. And we're wrapping up here. Another analogy for you as we go, as we talk about like getting into certain ages or seasons of your financial life being kind of like the red zone, back to the sports analogy. And we won't go too deep here, but when you get into the red zone, you know, it's time to score. You have a limited amount of time, a limited amount of downs to make the score. And there's a different playbook too. And so you may have had success getting down the field or playing defense, but when you get into some of these short range situations, you know, you're you're entering into that work optional lifestyle or you're there but you're trying to make sure you can maintain it or trying to cash flow that big purchase and don't want it to just obliterate your financial plan or have a critical financial event show up and do the same thing because you didn't know about it or didn't plan for it. It's a different ball game. Delegate the details not only for peace of mind or to acknowledge that you're out of your depth, if you will, but for your own benefit to help identify and solidify the things that you're trying to accomplish. Well, that's all we have for today. I know we covered a lot of ground. Thanks for sticking with us to the end. There are some neat little visuals in the ebook. So if you want to see more, again, go back, grab that, reference it. You can find it on our website. You would just go to barcofinancial.com slash eight timeless insights. It's there for you. And hey, until next time, keep it essential. Thanks for sticking around after the music. We just have a quick disclosure for you. Securities are offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management, Inc. And advisory services are offered through S.A. Stone Investment Advisors, Inc.